This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, December 14th. All right, Corey. Well, we don't have any high school sports on the docket today. We got a couple tomorrow that we'll touch on then, but we're kind of leaning into some state sports today. The Minnesota Timberwolves are going to the Big D, and yes, we do mean Dallas. In fact, we do. They're Dallas tonight, a 7.30 tip time. Um, Dallas was on national TV the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat the Lakers. think pretty thoroughly, didn't they? Well, it was. Uh, they were kind of up the whole time. I think the game ended up being close, but... Um, Luca's kind of on a hot streak right now. He's gone. He's gone mini viral because he started wearing this this cute little headband. Yeah, and um, and he's just been like dominant since putting that little headband on. So, you know, that's that's like good social media fodder to watch headband Luca start to go crazy. Sure, it's also good social media fodder to have uh, Jaden McDaniel's lock him up and send him to jail. Jaden's back, right? Yeah, he played last. He played against New Orleans. Good. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds that sounds awesome to me. Yeah, there's a there's a thing on Timberwolves Twitter where they talk about Jaden McDaniels and like they'll pick a couple other defenders like Nikel Alexander Walker, Anthony Edwards. It's like just locked you up and it's like they're in like photoshopped into cop uniforms and like standing in front of a prison. Sure. And so it has every single defender who they like shut down from last year. So like if Luca had a like that Dallas game that the Wolves uh, won last yes. year in Dallas. They had like Luca and Kyrie in jail, then LeBron in jail at one point. Like it's a fun little bit to kind of keep going throughout the season. Right. Uh, we talk about this all the time. There are people on social media who have a ton of time on their hands, but are also just way funnier than we'll ever be and can do <laughs> so many cool things. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing where uh, somebody takes, uh, I'm trying to think of what song it was from, but the guy going, Awu, you know, like a really long time. I can't. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Uh, 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 is it Durant? Ahu, Werewolves of London. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just and during it just they extend it to the entire time, and they just keep adding little things in the video, Timberwolves related. Sure. So it has like Carl Anthony Towns talking about Anthony Edwards going, "Mama, there goes that man," or like the honk if you love Nas Reed kind yeah, of yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, Jaden McDaniels talking about Alfredo. Like it, it's just a ton, it's a ton of stupidity, but I really like it. So anyway, social media fodder is great. Uh, I just wish I had the time and talent to be able to do it. I um, uh, speaking of, of of putting somebody in jail and social media. All right, we're going to tie these two things together. That's uh, going to be my downfall someday, huh? I Timberwolves Timberwolves Twitter, like the actual Timberwolves account. Yeah, is always really good. Their their hype machine for their program is incredible, and it was incredible when this team was bad. Because I remember many times uh, where they would say, like, Josh Okogie keeps, I don't know, pick, pick a dynamite, keeps Devin Booker in, or puts, puts James Harden in jail. And then very small at the bottom of the screen, you could see the score. And it would be like Houston 127, Timberwolves 86. But Josh Okogie had like a really nice stop on one possession. It was like it was a good individual play. Uh-huh. But then you and then you see the final box score and Harden had 40 points and didn't play the entire fourth quarter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh wow, they Timberwolves really got something in this guy. Maybe there's a little thing going. And then uh-huh. yeah, you look down and you oh no, wait, they got beat by 60. Never mind. And Harden had 48. <laughs> now that's not the case. If if McDaniels put someone in jail, it probably means it was a tough go for them. Uh, there's a thing that the St. Saint Paul Saints Twitter did yesterday 
by talking about Andrew Stevenson. You remember him for the Twins? He was like a reserve, like fourth outfielder, pinch runner in September for them. Played yeah. a lot of time with St. Paul last year. So he's going to go play in Japan for the Nippon Ham Fighters, which is a great name. Uh, I want to be a ham fighter someday. Uh, just a fight for nothing but ham. I think you've been. Uh, I think you either are or you aren't a ham fighter. It's I think just so. a thing you come by naturally. You're not. You don't. You can't. There's no amount of hard work that can get you there. You just have to have it, or you I, don't. I, uh, I, I'm a ham fighter, but mostly like I'm trying to fight off if I should have a second helping or yeah, not. You're trying to fight off eating that uh, big half pound chunk of ham. That's right. That's sitting on your. Counter. I'm more of a ham lover, <laughs> not a fighter. That'd be a weirder name. The Nippin' Ham Lovers. Yeah. That w- Might be pretty funny though. It just uh it's just the logo is just a picture of a dude eating bacon. We got something here. It'd be the best. Print the shirts. <laughs> uh anyway, so they tweeted uh something like the Otani contract, like we talked about yesterday, of you know, except in terms of dollars, they said yen. Uh and like a yen is a penny, whatever. Doesn't really matter. Is that just- the exchange rate? I that's I'll what look it I've up. Been you told. you keep going. And so uh Basically, everybody in America, like Twins fans, were like, ha, that's kind of funny. Well, nice little joke. And then Japanese baseball Twitter is like taking it seriously. Like, what? What's going on? What is happening? Like, there are people there. Uh, uh, if you go to that tweet and you look at the quote tweets, there's like 100 of them and 80 of those quote tweets are in Japanese. Sure. And there's people <laughs> confused by the tweet. Uh-huh. And then the other 20 are people going, oh, man, the St. Saint Paul Saints just confused a lot of people in Japan right now. It's awesome. It's great. So anyway. One so- U.S. dollar equals 141, 142 yen, Japanese yen. Okay, so so it's not even a, not even a penny. That- uh, one Japanese yen equals point zero zero seven, so it's not even a penny. Yeah. So you know, amazing. So, so somebody offers you one million yen, say I'd rather be yenniless. I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> uh, I would take one million yen. Uh, just, I mean, I picked up quarters off the floor, so. <laughs> just for the sake of being a mil- I'm a millionaire. Don't ask what currency. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, so the Timberwolves. 100,000, 1 million. I mean, you would take a million yen. I mean, yeah, if somebody was offering it to me, but. Let me make sure I did this right. One, two, three. Six zeros, right, in a million? Yeah. That's that's over $7,000. You should take a million yen. Yeah. If it's offered to you. If it's offered to me. You should take 100,000 yen if it's offered to you. I'll take 20 yen if it's offered to me. I don't know. That Although, it, it depends because sometimes... 20 yen is 14 cents. You know what? It doesn't matter. Uh, they'll be like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, It's going to cost like five bucks for us to exchange the currency. Do it. I've bent over to pick up a dime before. I probably, if I saw 14 cents in the ground, would leave the pennies. But you know, it's the Bill Gates... I'd, I'd get the dime. It's the Bill Gates thing where if Bill Gates drops in a $100 bill, it's not worth his time to go pick it up. Right. Except that that's, that's us with 14 cents. That has become my go-to... Um, gift to kids going off to college is is i can't i can't give them a lot of money it's just not in but i can give them five dollars and quarters and pay for their first load of laundry (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were just going to get them all the places you'll go well i do like that book (laughs) so the timberwolves are in dallas tonight it'll be a fun game it it continues the six game stretch Corey, where they're just playing you know uh new orleans 
Sacramento, Dallas. I think the Lakers are thrown in there a, a couple tough, times. This is a tough stretch. It's a tough stretch till the end of the year. So this will be a good kind of. Uh, we've seen them clean up against some bad teams, which they didn't do last year, and they were about like 500 against the good teams in the NBA, which be is a winning formula. Be 500 against the really really good teams and clean up against all the bad teams, and you'll sure. be one of the top teams. Sure. At the end of the season, so that's go that, wolves, go wolves, go. Go Wolves, go Aou, times 40. Uh, so uh, let's give some time, Corey, to talk about Brian Flores. We we put it on the ticker yesterday. We are going to talk about it, and there was like a bajillion things that we had to cover yesterday. So I want to give you the floor. Brian Flores Appreciation uh, uh, Day. Corey Tackman, take it away. Well, this is the same defense from a year ago. I mean, right, we're, Pretty we're much talking about... With even less talent when you consider they didn't have Kendricks or Dalvin Tomlinson or, like... And even guys that they brought in who were who were talented, but you hoped they could be reliable for the first time ever. Cough, Dav- Davenport. Cough, cough, Marcus Davenport. Who has not been reliable at all. I mean, they you got to take a chance on some guys, I understand. Um, this is the same general scheme from a year ago. Right, it's not like they they went from a four three with Mike Zimmer to a three four with the Ninja Turtle, and then back to a four three with Flores. They're staying in a three four. There's just an entirely different philosophy yeah. around it. They've given up one touchdown in twelve quarters. That's three games. Um, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. That's pretty impressive, right? And he's been he's been awesome for this Vikings defense. Hmm. I cannot believe we're not hearing about his name as a head coaching candidate. Like it's just that's one of the things that the that television announcers can't help but talk about when they do games. Like, like that's going to be a guy who's going to be available for head coaching positions, or like he's got to be on the top of the list for people when when these coaching spots start to come open. Yeah, I haven't heard that mentioned once yet about him, and he's a previous head coach. Like, what are the Vikings going to do about about the about this situation? They're, obviously, it's really good. Are they going to have to Are they going to have to give him a huge raise? It doesn't matter. Is he just gone anyway? Like he's been so good that there's 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 no way he's the D coordinator next year, right? He's getting a raise no matter what. I think. By the way, the Vikings are the least penalized defense in football. Also noted, like they've played great, and with the limited, it's the uh, the thing on the internet. People said let let him co- you know let people cook is like the th- like right. Brian Flores has like cooked a five course meal with like a bare bones pantry, and I think a couple things are expired in there, and he put totally. up a five star meal. And the thing, right? I mean, there's a couple things with Flores. One, uh, he's currently suing the NFL for racial discrimination over his firing in Miami. Yep. You know, there's some people who have the the theory that the league owners would not want to hire him uh, because of that out of spite. Probably we, fair. The other, my devil's advocate argument would be: well, if you hire him, then the lawsuit goes away because how could he claim that if he got rehired? But sure. also, that's a cynical view of it. Uh, but either way, there's that. There's also just some things in Miami, like you know how he like it. We talk about with Mike Zimmer being a head coach versus a defensive coordinator, running a team, being like the face of it. There's some things maybe in Miami that were questionable. I don't know. I didn't look that much into it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there hasn't been a ton of talk about Brian Flores being the head coach of a football team next year. I think the but there really hasn't been a lot of chatter 
about anybody. And no, the, there hasn't. That's true. Outside of the Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, he's been the guy that like everybody talks about. But I think it's just because in terms of where people talk about with things, defensive coordinators don't get looked at as highly anymore just because it's an offensive league. Everybody wants to find the next Kevin O'Connell, the next Sean McVay, the next, you know, Mike McDaniels, the next, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Everybody wants to find that young offensive mind who can draft them a quarterback or get them a quarterback to run a good offense and kind of figure things out from there. That's not to say Brian Flores won't get a head coaching job. I think he probably will, but if he stays for one more year, selfishly as a Vikings fan, let him build the defense, let him keep coaching these young guys up. Makai Blackman's been a third-round pick who's sneakily just been efficient. He hasn't been, like, flashy, but he's been very efficient Yep. Uh, at cornerback. Uh, you look at Josh Metellus. Like, he's played every position on the defense under Metellus Brian. Metellus has been awesome. That that contract they signed him to in August, like a four-year, three-year extension for, like, $5 million a year or something like that, uh, looks like a downright steal. For the Vikings. So there are some pieces that they have. It feels like there are a couple good draft picks away on defense from turning another good defensive core because you still have some veterans like Harrison Smith and you still have a couple other guys on the defense, but you also have younger players like Makai Blackman, like Josh Mattels, like Ivan Pace Jr., an undrafted free agent who's become one of the most efficient middle linebackers who's calling plays for a defense that's unheard of for a rookie let alone an undrafted rookie brian flores is cooking and he defensive does, player of the week ivan pace defense game ceiling interception ivan pace yeah uh so yeah th- this defense has been good now at some point do they just run out of gas because they aren't like there's not a ton of just overflowing talent and at some point do you run out of gas maybe that's possible but at the end of the day i mean even if this defense falls off a cliff in the final month there's still no, no we can't criticize the way Brian Flores has done everything because we didn't expect this defense to be good. We're like, can you take it from 32nd to like 26th? And right. he's taken it from 32nd to like 15th, which is a vast improvement on what we expected. So that's important. It's I think. been really fun to watch that side of it. And it's and it all seems very understated. And maybe one of the reasons we're not hearing his name a little more often is just because the Vikings have been weird. Yeah, that's and, also true. And not and not great. But the reason the Vikings are competing is because of what the defense is doing. I think when the offense is just giving the ball up all the time, mm-hmm. um, that's an extra onus on a defense that we didn't trust right. coming into this season. And now we're approaching uh, what are we? Week fifteen. Yep. And like, there's there the defense is going to keep the offense in games, mm-hmm. which is good when Nick Mullins is your quarterback. There, I just uh, it, it's been really fun to watch that side of the ball, and um, it's going to be a bummer when in a season next season or two seasons from now, when he's the head coach somewhere. Exactly, Corey. Anything else before we let you get out of here? Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for me. This has been a hectic week. I'm glad we have the night off from high school sports, but we also have a doubleheader of stuff tomorrow, so we'll just get right back to it. We're right back into it. There goes Corey Tackman. Uh, by the way, we do have another Activities Director interview tomorrow. We are expected to talk with Sabika Activities Director John Lilquist, so stick around for that tomorrow on the morning sports desk. At this time, he's going to give us the update on all that's going on in Trojans Activities. We talked with him in the fall. We look forward to talking with him now. Uh, here as winter sports are rolling get to hear about uh, basketball and wrestling and everything that's uh, going on up north in Sabika 
This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, December 14th.